0: Hello everyone, welcome to Talk Talks. Uh, This is the Oxford Center uh, Talks. It's our podcast that airs weekly. Uh, And we have an awesome guest uh, today to talk about a very um, important subject, uh, which is PTSD. And it's in relation to more from a veteran side of things. And uh, I brought on Elizabeth Terry, who is our Director of Medical Services, to talk about it. Um, She's, you know, had a lot of cases in the past and deals, you know, a decent amount with this and has a decent amount of experience. And I felt that she would be great to sit down and and just talk to and discover who Elizabeth is and then, you know, her experience with um, treating PTSD at the Oxford Center. So, Elizabeth, welcome. Glad to have you here. Thank you, Andrew. I love you. I remember our (laughs) uh, Elizabeth... <laughs> uh, we did our discovery session when we first came here in 2019 mm-hmm. uh, and Gracie loved Elizabeth um, kept giving her hugs throughout the dis- discovery session and it was uh, we vividly remember that discovery session and one of the reasons we decided to come here was not only because Gracie liked the people that is a good tried and true method of <laughs> decision making she definitely
1: like the Most definitely right? but
0: um, you guys made us feel so comfortable uh, and just like family from the very beginning so Thank you very much.
1: That um, was—it's been an amazing journey to see Gracie, and I will remember as long as I live the first steps she took to me right outside this door. Yep. Um, Amazing. Yep, I love it. (laughs) It's part of the joy of this job. It really is. It is. We
0: get, man, I I cry almost every day for Pete's sake. You you get to talk to people. There was a little girl this morning that was able to. she's in a, a wheel, she's wheelchair bound, yes. and you know, we're working with her. Um, and they, they we got a device, or they got a device that allows her to move the wheelchair with her, with her or the chin. chin. And she's rolling around here, and it's just, she's so cute, unbelievably adorable, she and she's beautiful. making great progress. And it's one of the, the, I think the biggest joy of our job is to see lives change, you know?
1: Yeah, we have all these angel children here.
0: We do, we yeah. have awesome kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so first question I have for you is, Who is Elizabeth Terry? Tell us a little bit about your history and how you came to the Oxford organization.
1: Well, I'm a registered nurse, been one for quite a number of years. And actually my whole career, I was, for a long time anyway, looking for a job in a more holistic, Mm -hmm. integrative medicine setting because that's what I believe in um, personally and how I raised my children with that type of more integrative medical care. And so it was years, 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 looking, looking, looking. And then I saw the posting on um, Indeed, actually. Mm-hmm. And I was living in California at the time. And um, had been kind of thinking about Michigan for a while because my mom and dad were getting older.
0: Did they live here? They live okay, here.
1: Yeah. And um, wanting to be a little bit closer to them. <clears throat> so I saw it. And I applied. And then... Um, then my dad actually had a stroke, oh, which no. was kind of a you know, not a great reason to be coming out here, but came right. out to take care of him after his stroke and had already applied actually. So when I came out, I'm called Tammy up. I'm here, you know, I'm here. <laughs> Do you want to interview me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, please interview me. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so it took them a little while because this was the first time that anyone had, was stepping into this position of doing discovery sessions other than Tammy. Right. So they were kind of like on the fence. Do we right. want somebody? We do, but no, we don't really. Right. So. But anyway, I ended up getting the interview and went back to California. Um, and, you know, went back to my job and just kept calling them. Hey, you know, I'm really interested. Right. And sure enough, you know, in about a month or so, I packed up from California and moved across to Michigan. and, and started the job. Awesome. And I've been waiting my whole life actually for a job like this. Right.
0: Right. So, well, it's a good company to work for.
1: It's a wonderful company, wonderful things happening here and it's been um, such a journey and a privilege to work beside Tammy. I yep. started out working right beside her. Um, just getting as much knowledge as I could get from her brain, Right. <laughs> tell me more, tell me more. That's how I learned right. how to do the discovery sessions and um, did that for about the first four years here. And then we needed, we grew and we grew and we grew, we right. needed more, we needed more nurses. So trained nurse for Troy, one in right. Brighton, and you know, so I've been training nurses to do the discovery sessions themselves. And, right. um, then I became the director of the medical, or director of medical services, that was yes. my title. And
0: that was within and what, the last year yeah, and a half so or so? That, yeah. yeah, so first that I promotion.
1: was doing just student discovery sessions by myself at both right. locations. Then we, I needed some help, so we added more <laughs> nurses. Then I became the director of the nurses, the patient care, director of patient care. And then as we grew even more, adding providers, Right. Um, and nutrition practitioners and more and more pr- practitioners right. um made, became the director of the medical medical awesome. services
0: awesome yeah um, it, so what was uh, back to the Michigan thing because there's not a lot of people I feel in California are like you know what I'm gonna leave so, sunny California <laughs> right. let's go to Michigan see <laughs> yeah. how that works out what was All your right. biggest
1: exactly. catch,
0: culture shock when you got to Michigan
1: Oh, as far as the well, I knew a Anything. little. I knew a little bit about Michigan because my parents, you know, had lived here. Although I didn't hadn't lived in Michigan uh-huh. just for a very short time. So, I mean, of course, the weather, right?
0: Like whoa, <laughs> winter,
1: winter, <laughs> still adjusting to that. Yeah, so, it never yeah. ends. It never
0: ends. You don't but, ever um, every
1: year. People are nice. A lot of lot of fun things happening here too, yeah. and especially, I mean, the job for me was like the job I'd been waiting for my whole my whole life. Right and awesome. it is really my co-workers in so many ways are like my family yep um, yep so and I really appreciate that
0: yep oh and we'll do anything for you um, you yeah. you call us and I guarantee you there'll be 15 people <laughs> in line to help you out Elizabeth um, so we're here to talk a little bit about PTSD mm-hmm. and I would say um, I don't know so it's the overwhelming majority but I are are veterans, but we deal with a lot of veterans, Mm -hmm. you know, through the years that have suffered from PTSD. Mm -hmm. So I want to start out at, at, you know, work our way from the bottom and go up. First, what are some of the causes of PTSD?
1: Well, From a veteran's perspective. From a veteran's perspective, that would be, um, I would say just that anything in the military life, um, many times it's because of what they've experienced on, you know, I guess you call it, on the front, like on right. the battleground, you know, and right. in, in, um, I'm like sure the exact, exact correct term that they use, but on the field, out in the field, right. either, um, you know, wherever they are, even sometimes in training. So, but most of the time it's an a- active combat where right. they've experienced, you know, all kinds of probably horrific things that we don't yeah. even know anything about. And it can really traumatize your nervous system, your brain. Right and the brain goes into overdrive certain specific areas of the brain and then they can't you know there's so many repercussions from that trauma right that can come out immediately and or years i mean sometimes deca- decades later So it can kind right. of be suppressed for a while um in some in some instances but sometimes it's just really present when they come back to the United States or get back to wherever their their stage their duty station is there's you know very traumatized yeah. flashbacks um, wake up in the middle of the night um, just you know actually in that incident that right. happened um, there can be depressions suicidal ideations you know suicidal thoughts it um, can really traumatize their life. For a long and the, period of time, their unless, family and their family, oh, definitely their family, right? Definitely and their family. And us being
0: a lot of these are, are men. There's obviously, you know, mm-hmm. women in the military um, who suffer just as much as probably men from this mm-hmm. De- um, yes. diagnosis. but um, it's it, it, it's crazy to think about. It's not just you; it's it's your family that notices. And men, being men, don't often. Do what they need to do as far as going to the doctor getting checked out doing you know taking care of themselves i mean they're they're in the military they've done you know things that
1: made us free you know things that
0: they're not going to want to talk about uh you know but we um get to reap the benefits of and uh being men they may not you know want to just go to the doctor and say hey what's wrong with me i noticed this and this about myself
1: right can come out as anger can come out as Depression. It can come out as anxiety. It can come out in so many different ways. Some withdrawal. Right. You know. So sometimes it is the spouse or even the children who notice a change right. in the personality.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And hopefully there's a wife going, get to the doctor. Get to That's the doctor. That's how Emily is with yeah. me yeah. uh, for the simplest of things. Uh, but luckily, I can just go here, so it's really it's pretty simple. You're in the right place. <laughs> I'm in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I think you went over some of the symptoms, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, flashbacks and I nightmares, think you said night, nightmares, yeah. night sweats, all mm-hmm. kinds of different mm-hmm. things. How does so somebody go about getting an actual diagnosis? Who would they? Do they go to the doctor? Do they go to, to a psychologist or a psychiatrist? Who writes that diagnosis?
1: Well, typically, I believe I'm not sure how it exactly works in the military, but from what oh, I yeah. know is that they have, you know their physicians are, are more familiar with it, and then they have either nurse practitioners that are trained in, in psych, psychiatry, I guess it would be, right. and or psychologists. So um, an a nurse practitioner and or an MD or DO could make that diagnosis of PTSD.
0: Okay, now if, um, I know that we treat a lot of this at the Oxford Center, we help a lot of people. Do they have to have a diagnosis of PTSD to for the Oxford Center to, to help with treatment? Or can they just say, hey, I think I have this, these are the things I'm suffering with, can you help? Do we have to have a diagnosis? Yeah,
1: no, here we, here we don't have to have a diagnosis uh, for PTSD. So it can be anxiety, it can be any of the things we mentioned, anything right. that they're experiencing, they could come in for and they don't have to have the official PTSD. Right. I mean, we know that most people have been through, any kind of trauma are most likely gonna have that post-traumatic stress right. syndrome. They're gonna um, present with that. So they don't need that definite diagnosis to okay. treat here.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So um, you mentioned discovery. Uh, first, how do they, What's what does the process look like? You know, and then tell us what the process looks like and then what therapies do we have that can help um, these men, women, their families, you know, the whole situation?
1: So the first thing that happens here is a discovery session where you you know they would meet with one of the nurses and kind of go through it's similar to a, an intake, but we really just want to sit there and get to know them. Right. Um, with PTSD, the discovery session is a little bit different. Interesting. Because we don't want to take them back into the trauma, right. unless that's something that they're wanting or you know that they're wanting to do. Because sometimes talking about it can take them actually right back into the right. the moment or to to that period of time so we just want to connect with them um, get a general medical history um, kind of find out in general what's going on and feel our way into it whether we want to get a little more information or whether that we can tell that that's triggering something in them we don't have to know exactly what the trauma was where it stemmed from what the root of it was just that they're experiencing whatever symptoms they're experiencing now
0: got it that makes sense.
1: That's really important with PTSD. Right. I learned I learned that from experience. Yeah. Um, um, because and I don't think
0: everyone would have thought to do things that way. Right.
1: Yeah. That that is an important part of that. No matter what the trauma is. Right. Um, and then we we have you know we have a couple of really important right. therapies that can really help with PTSD or okay. any of those type of um, symptoms. First being. Um, Neurofeedback, yeah. which you want
0: retrains me to describe the brain. It. You want me to describe it? Sure, go, describe <laughs> so, it. Yeah, some people, yeah. they don't watch all of our so, videos. Right. Maybe so, they do. Uh, Hopefully they do. But. So
1: we have the Brain Master Neurofeedback System, which is the only FDA approved neurofeedback system on the market. And um, neurofeedback just retrains and, reba- and in summary, right. retrains and rebalances the brain. We typically do a EEG, a quantitative EEG. Before and after neurofeedback and/or hyperbaric therapy, which just gives us, um,
0: does it allow a you to frequency? see? Like, do you see changes you, when you look when you put both of those on different yes, screens, the, the you, pre and the post?
1: Most often, you definitely see changes, that's and that's kind of it. We use it for the comparative purposes. Right. We have it pre and post, and we see all the changes, and we can show the, that our guest, you know, look at look at the improvement that happened right. Right. because it's so extensive, it's quantitative, it gives the the client so much data, frequency, uh, data, actual pictures, it looks right. kind of like a functional MRI with the yeah. pictures of their brain. Um, so it gives them so much information about what's happening right. in their brain and the improvements that happen. Yeah. And neurofee- it uses the same system as the neurofeedback system, which is we usually have a cap, we have one cordless and one that has 21 right. leads. and. <laughs> look like a Martian with all of their (laughs) leads on, and they just sit back and relax, and their brain does the rest. It's more of a subconscious thing where the brain is um, rebalancing and retraining. The brain has so much neuroplasticity, so it has so much ability to bring itself back into its happy place, into the normative range. So it's quite fascinating. And they just sit and chill out, and their brain does everything.
0: Right. I love
1: it. It is awesome. Um,
0: We have... uh we're actually doing a testimonial video with one of our uh, guests here in the next, hopefully next couple weeks, um, who did neurofeedback. And I believe he was PTSD um, and he was blown away. Like he was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll do a testimonial. We're working on scheduling now, but um, conflicts. But uh, I think the big thing he said, is it's a very lasting therapy. Um, mm-hmm. and he comes back every so often for like maintenance, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, uh, from what Gianna said, maintenance is usually pretty simple. One or two sessions and your brain knows exactly what it needs to do because it's been through the therapy.
1: Exactly. It p- kind of picks up where it l- left off. Right. So typically we start with about 20 sessions most of the time.
0: Okay.
1: Every other day for about seven, seven and a half weeks. Got it. But then people some definitely go on for maintenance if they feel improvement and they want to keep it going. Right. Many times they do that.
0: Right, or even if you, you know, everything's great and then six months down the road, you're like, exactly. man, I'm starting to get anxiety and, yep. and whatever the case may be, um, to come back for a couple of sessions uh, might be very beneficial. So what other therapies, and we have neurofeedback, what other therapies do we so you know, did, commonly treat PTSD yeah. so with?
1: So definitely hyperbaric oxygen therapy. That's the that's, um, heart of what we do here. Right. And there's a lot of, there's several really um, Important or I would say big, very right. uh, prevalent research studies that have been done actually with veterans.
0: Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm,
1: on uh, hyperbaric oxygen therapy with PTSD. Um, some of them have been done with um, TBI, like traumatic brain injury, blast injuries, and PTSD. Got it. And some have been done with just PTSD alone and hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Interesting. So, and all of them um, show amazing improvement. They yeah. can, they, most of those studies have done uh, a cognitive test, a kind of depression cognitive type of test. Oh, interesting. A Pre and post, and then also MRIs. And they all show improvement um, in the brain, especially the frontal lobe. And okay. the to throw around a fancy word, the hippocampus <laughs> inside the brain is usually overactive in PTSD. Okay. So they do MRIs pre and post to kind of show to show the client and to show them for the research right. the changes that have happened in the brain. Interesting. So because hyperbaric oxygen therapy oxygenates everything right. and the entire nervous system, it increases the neuroplasticity, the ability of the nervous system to kind of regenerate itself, um, increases our circulation, brings brings down any inflammation anywhere, right. so many things. And for PTSD, they what they, you steam was the brain function, and the microstructure of the brain in the research. That's kind of where they found the improvements, as well as in the symptoms: decrease in depression, decrease anxiety, um, decrease nightmares. Whatever the right. symptoms are, the symptoms improve after hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Yeah. It just calms the whole body, and that's with PTSD, they're usually they're in that fight or flight, that right. adrenaline, and then they wake up, they're like, oh my, they're there, they're present in that trauma. So hyperbaric really k- seems to kick in that parasympathetic nervous system, which is kind of that rest, that calm, mm. and it just kind of puts their whole body more at rest and at ease, and helps them re- remember that calm state right. um, more, more often so that they're not so in the trauma right as often.
0: Does it, um, I, I, you've always hear, um, people say like psychologists and psychiatrists, you, well, you got, we got to talk about it. Does, does them getting them in that state through hyperbarics or neurofeedback, does that a lot of times give them the ability to meet with one of those professionals to talk about it? Is that something that we recommend, you know, after treating here? You know, is talking about we, it important? Yeah,
1: you know, we. we um, sometimes I think, I don't really, I don't know exactly, I would think that it would okay. once they've moved through some of the, uh, the the trauma, they're also getting that kinesthetic, hyperbaric is giving them that body, that right. kinesthetic, this is what it feels like to relax. Right. And so if they can maintain themselves in that state for a longer period of time, then it it should be easier for them to right. actually then kind of get in to the trauma and release it or whatever kind of therapy they're going to they're right. going to do Procedure, from that point yeah. to kind of heal that to, to to get in and heal the trauma. That makes That's sense. a good question. Yeah, I mean, I would think that it would help them. It definitely gets right. you into that calm zone and that more relaxed. It's like bathing the nervous system in this oxygen. It's right. like, and helping their body remember that state of being.
0: Right, because um, I, I remember talking to Gianna, when we, I think we are talking about um, anxiety mm-hmm. and uh, depression, which I'm assuming can be signs of PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said a lot of these people that we treat, they need to talk to somebody, mm-hmm. but they can't right now, but we can get them to a place where,
1: where they, they can. can. Yeah, because like, their body is like in this hypervigilant right. state, right. protecting itself. Makes so sense. once we can get that in the brain and the body and everything to calm down and, and heal, right. then they're healed, you know, the nervous system aspect of it in the body, then they're more likely to be able to get that.
0: Move to the next be step. Be able to move into the talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, do we offer any other therapies besides those two for um, PTSD?
1: Those are the two that I that are most important. Um Depending on the other state of their health, you know, we have Nicole with the nutritional, functional nutrition therapy, which can also, you know, getting that body um, healed can help the mental state and emotional right. state. So that would be something that might um, also help, depending on whether they need any physical.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't any, think about that. they have
1: any physical repercussions? There's physical therapy. Um, probably not. I mean, it just depends on the situation, right. but those were the, those would be the things that I would think of the right. So if it's, if their PTSD, important.
0: you know, has come from the result of a, a wartime mm-hmm. accident, you mm-hmm. know, we would be able to help them with the physical therapy or whatever their therapy yeah. needs are from that perspective. Exactly. That makes sense. Um, do you have, um, do you have any favorite, I don't know how to put this, favorite clients that you've helped through this?
1: Um, That you remember. I know you've helped a lot of people through the years. Well, there's one that comes to mind. Um, He um, had a blast injury, as as well as PTSD, and he came back to Michigan, specifically to get hyperbaric oxygen therapy. and that particular individual did get some funding from one of the um, Veterans Association groups to do hyperbarics. Right. And it was just very profound for me because it had happened fairly recently. So he was recovering physically yeah. from the blast as well as you know emotionally um, from the trauma of the events that happened. Yeah. So he he did amazing. He did 40 it. sessions and... His family noticed it. He was so excited about the improvement, and you know, less less worried, less anxiety, less nightmares, less right. flashbacks. You know, um, more he was able to stay more relaxed within himself, in his job, his family. So that really that's one of the big big ones that yeah. comes to mind for I me. Love it. Yeah, he did um, really well.
0: We are working with, or we were at some point working with a gentleman in the state. Um, of Michigan that is trying to get um, hyperbarics and neurofeedback covered from the VA for PTSD, as well as uh, like burn pits and lung issues. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'll have him on the podcast uh, to talk to us. We haven't talked to him in maybe six, eight months a year right. to see where he's, see but he where... was working with Michigan legislators um, mm-hmm. and this can help a lot of people. Uh, and so maybe I'll invite him on. And...
1: That would be great to see where he is with that. Cause yeah. I, I do remember him as well. Yeah. And encouraged him to do that because yeah. um, it's such a such a it's a well researched study, a uh, well researched yeah. um, condition, I guess you would say. Conditions, um, and research to back it and they do so well with right. it. Right. It changed With hyperbaric his life. and neurofeedback, yeah. I remember it changed that changed
0: um, I think he went to Arizona because maybe some organization in Arizona covered his hyperbarics. Right. Um, and, and he went there and he changed his life. That's okay. why he got on the bandwagon of, we've got to figure this out.
1: Definitely. Uh, we
0: have, in the state of Michigan, we need to, to get legislation. Get some funding and legislation, yeah, funding. Yeah. Yep, Should be. I, uh, you know, I don't know if we are ever talking about me and veterans, I don't, uh, <laughs> I think it should be the easiest medical system and, you know, this the system should be so simplistic to take care of our veterans. And I, I absolutely agree. hate it. You hear the horror stories of, the VA and, and other organizations, you know, people just fighting for the medical care that they need, mm-hmm. should be very simple. It should be, oh, you have, a, okay, here we go. You can treat anywhere, any condition. Um, you know, they gave it all, you know, some of them for us, so.
1: They definitely, um, they, it
0: changed a lot of lives mm-hmm. and I think we should take care of them better. I agree, So, yep. Well, hey, it was an yes. absolute pleasure to have you on our podcast. Thank you so much. Um, we'll do more it's in the future. <laughs> uh, it is. It's a cool it's, it is I'm so enjoying so it. I'm having a lot fun. of fun.
1: And I just want to say Memorial Day coming up. Yes. I don't know. Um, to all the veterans out there and their families, I, I was married to a military man myself. So thank you so much for your yeah. service. We really appreciate you.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. 100%. It allows us to do stuff like this. Yeah. So. All right, we'll close this episode out of Talk Talk's podcast. Uh, Please like and subscribe and share our podcast. You can uh, find it on video on YouTube uh, and Facebook, other social media. Um, It's also available for audio on all the other platforms. So um, at this point, I think in our podcast, I'm going to start inviting people from the outside that I think are cool and fascinating uh, and have some neat information to share. So in the next few weeks, we'll still do some TOC people, but... Uh, in the next few weeks hopefully we see some some outsiders come in and uh, give us you know information on what they do and, and how they do it so thank you very much for watching